Welcome to another... Oh, knocked my computer around. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I'm joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? What's up, man? Oh, not you, much. Uh, you just, just slapping your computer, computer around for no reason, or did it do something? <laughs> no, it got just... very violent on your end of the Zoom call. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like my MacBook responds very well to physical violence, so... You know what? I would say that's the same thing. It's how I interact with most electronics is just through physical violence if it doesn't work. SpongeBob, we have technology now. <laughs> <laughs> he smacks it with a computer. Um, oh. But how anyway, was your how, week this week? My week has been good. Um, you know, just working, um, working and applying to jobs. That's all I've yeah. been doing. Okay, what kind of stuff? Yeah. What kind of stuff were you? Uh... Oh, I'm going completely opposite of what I do now, and I'm doing. I'm looking at data entry jobs. Okay, <laughs> like just stuff where I don't have to interact with people on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad. I'm fried. I'm so fried out of bartending. Like it's I just. Feel you. I'm, I've been doing it too long, and it's not my favorite thing. And mm-hmm. it gets. It, it's not like the problem with it. Is that it's not like there's like ten percent of cool of people are like really cool, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got like another about another eighty percent, which are just okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other ten percent that more than makes up for the cool people and the okay people by just being like raging dickholes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm done with that tiny ten percent. It ruins it ruins the fun of bartending is answering stupid questions and just holding people's hands so to speak and I'm just like and walking them through I'm just like I'm done I'm done you're an adult like if I get asked where so just so you know we Mm -hmm. have a big like list of these huge flat screens at work of of the beer list right Mm -hmm. and we put the location of every brewery on that list do you know how many times a day I get asked where those (laughs) breweries are (laughs) a hundred close (laughs) close it feels like a thousand but it's probably in the ballpark of about a hundred times yeah like it's just like and I have to be like well it says it right there it's just like mm-hmm. I just I don't want to be rude to people but I'm at the point now this is why I need to find a new job where I don't have to interact with people because most of my responses to people like that I just want to go there's a device that's literally in your hand that has all of the information that you require I suggest you use it the whole of human knowledge yeah, the whole is of at your human fingertips in, the whole of human <laughs> intelligence up to right now then you have access to yeah <laughs> no, I totally get that. That does that sounds like a headache and it sounds is, like it not is. fun. And it's tourism season and I don't know how many and this is where I was just like, I can't do another tourist season and I just I'm I'm done. I'm done. It's not a bad thing. I'm not I'm not like mad about it. I just realized like a little while ago that I'm just I'm fried. And so yeah. hence the uh, looking for new jobs. Yeah, well it's good to know that it's good to know when you're fried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because at least that puts the power to change things in your hands. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at cool, part-time man. stuff, work from home, stuff I can take Charlie on walks during the day, and mm-hmm. just kind of live my life and have my evenings free to play. Finally, play have finally have an evening free to play D and D again. There you go. There you go. Um, well, anyway. that sounds cool. Yeah. How are you? How was your week? Good. Um, what did I do this week? Um. Been hosting um, trivia at a, I saw at a that. yeah. I've been hosting a trivia at a doghouse uh, restaurant out here. Okay. Um, it's like a bar and restaurant. We in, have a doghouse. Uh, 
Oh, okay, cool. I can't remember if we have a doghouse or I've just been to a doghouse, but I know what doghouse is. <laughs> right. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's like a... It's fast, like a fancy hot dog? Yeah, it's like a fa- fancy, fast, casual kind of hot dog place, but they also have like a, a beer bar. I believe they prefer gourmet, fast, casual hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I believe that is a preferred term. And they have like a beer bar and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I... Uh, took a gig doing hosting a trivia night there for this entertainment company and um it's once a week it's cool it's easy money it's quick and easy and cool uh do you like it yeah it's fun it it varies week to week by how many people are at the restaurant sometimes there's a lot of people sometimes there are none uh so (laughs) (laughs) that is yeah we did trivia at the pub for a while and that's exactly Mm -hmm. how it was and it was just like some weeks you're just balling yeah. And you've got the whole room full. Other weeks you've got like, oh, cool. So five of you showed up. You're all on the same team. Yeah, exactly. Looks like you're playing the staff tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I uh, do that every Wednesday, which is, is fun. Uh, it's a good time. Um, so I've been doing that. Been getting into my trivia cool. bag. Been learning some things. There you go. Uh, I, don't, I don't write the questions the entertainment company does, which is really cool because I get to learn a few things. Some things I like am not convinced they're correct, so I have to Google in the moment, but they're always <laughs> correct. Um, what's the What's the most interesting thing you've learned from doing trivia so far? Like, what's the coolest fact or... Um, well, this was something that I probably knew, but didn't, um, it never occurred to me. Um, but the state of California has four basketball teams, which I never thought about. They have the Sacramento Kings, the Golden State Warriors, the LA Clippers Clippers. and the Lakers. Yeah. I did just never really thought about that. I was like, oh, that's a lot of basketball teams for one. (laughs) Basketball teams for one state. I mean, we are a massive state. (laughs) Yep. We are. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. Um, and then I went and saw a movie this week, which we'll, we can get into a little bit. I saw, um, what did I see? Oh, I saw Jurassic World, uh, Dominion? Jurassic World colon, let it die. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um. How was it? it, It's a film. You know, it's, uh, (laughs) honestly, it's not as bad as it could have been. Okay. Um, it's completely fine it's definitely the most like i would say it's the least violent of the series in terms of like the Hmm. the dinosaur killings and things well see that's a bummer because i like it when the dinosaurs just wholesale murder random people at the theme parks me too it's a whenever they escape it's always a good time yep Mm -hmm. i love that uh this one is fine it's definitely like um they're trying to just make as much money as possible, which obviously is the 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 goal for most big budget movies. But it's become such a four quadrant movie that like it kind of it just doesn't feel like Jurassic Loses Park personality. anymore. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, although um, uh, Chris Pratt and um, Bryce Dallas Howard's characters were less annoying in this, and they have been. Oh, that's good because um, they are. Very yeah. annoying in the other yeah. movies. Like to the point of like I would rather sit with yeah. the other original cast members from the mm-hmm. first movie, even if mm-hmm. they're not doing while they're just reading in their trailer. Like let me watch a movie of that. That would be better. Yeah. yeah and this movie is like everyone, every single character has an arc and a storyline, and so it just feels like a little oh. tedious. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody has something to say. And it's like yeah. this is too there's too many voices in this movie. <laughs> well, here's how I've grown over the course of this movie, said every <laughs> character in the film. You know? Let's um, sit down, share the uh the kumbaya stick, play some acoustic guitar and just get it out. Yeah. Uh it uh yeah, so it's it's fine. Um it's fine. 
is okay. the is the ultimate thing. Don't rush out to see it at all. <laughs> Jurassic Park Dominion. It's fine, says Asan Williams. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I did this week. I went uh, right. did, hosted trivia and I saw that movie. All right, cool. Oh, something else I did this week. I sat yeah. on a replica Kawasaki uh, motorcycle from uh, Top Gun in front of the Top Gun house. In, oh, is that Top Sunday. Gun house in San Diego mm-hmm. or something? Oh, I didn't know so, that. So the house that she's she lives in in the first Top Gun movie is in Oceanside, and it is mm-hmm. a pie shop now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But they have oh, – there's another little bit of uh, fun little trivia that will be interesting for you if you're collecting random bits of information. Mm-hmm. They were going to tear it down, but the reason why they kept it is because it is – I believe it is a representative from the – it's a representative representation of this very specific style of craftsman carpentry from this really mm-hmm. narrow window that's very, very prevalent in just California. Mm-hmm. So it was like one of three buildings left that had that style, I guess. So the guys mm-hmm. that um, – that moved it and then refurbished it and put it in the hotel where it's at now. Um, they wanted to do it because they wanted to save it, not just because it has fun movie, you know, connotations. They kept it because Tom Cruise said so. <laughs> I don't think he had anything to do with it. I know. <laughs> I would be surprised if he did. I would love it if he did. Yeah. Um, there he is. There's the crazy Scientologist. Look at him smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, with his bags of money. Yep. Um, anyway, so they have a replica motorcycle that sits out like the one Tom Cruise drives in the uh, in the uh, in the movie, and uh, I got some photos on it. Nice, very awesome. Uh, that sounds cool. Uh, did uh, you? Did we? We talked about the new Top Gun. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I'm going okay. to see it. I just haven't had a chance. Life's just been a little crazy. Gotcha. And then when it came out, we were sick. So oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm that's still playing. Right. Trying to. I'm still playing catch up with you know work and everything like that but gotcha. i plan okay. to see it um yeah, yeah. go see and it. i'm sure i will enjoy it everybody that's seen it has told me that i will enjoy it yeah it's good it's good i i i have enjoyed it um okay cool let's uh where are you at uh, let's switch it up this week before we go to like movie mm-hmm. news and stuff we can kind yeah. of talk about like the shows that we're continually watching yeah um sure. So you caught up on obi-wan where are you at with obi-wan i'm uh i finished episode five episode five yeah that's the one i just finished as well okay that's the one where um we're getting the flashback training sequences between obi-wan and anakin yes with older anakin who's Mm -hmm. also supposed to be younger anakin (laughs) yes (laughs) who sounds like james earl jones (laughs) just like digital wipe his wrinkles out like why'd you keep them you have the technology i've seen it you were able to bring dead people back (laughs) to life like come on yeah that's the hairbrush i think that's the hard part they're like dealing with is like trying to decide like how much anakin has aged from scene to scene like because mm-hmm. it's not consistent it no it's seem. not because it's almost like this movie shouldn't have obi-wan kenobi and anakin meeting ever yeah <laughs> yeah it's a weird thing to do it's it's you don't it is like i get why they're flashing back to that kind of stuff but like y- y- the show really doesn't need it it doesn't need it because we don't need to be reminded of the good times we know mm-hmm. the good times. Mm-hmm. Show us the bad times. That's what yeah. makes good story. Yeah, and the story they're telling right now, just like the current source, sort of storyline with the Inquisitors and Vader and and Obi Wan and Leia, Which I think I'm it's more fine. interested in that storyline. Yeah, uh, 100%, than anything else. 100%. Because I'm really getting sick and tired of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, aka Leia's big day out. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
It, she's, can I just say real quick? I have uh-huh. a problem with the character of Leia in that show. She's far, far, far too intelligent for her age, and like she's fixing a spaceship. She's like, I'm gonna yeah. climb in and then fix it. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. There are certain things that I'll let like shows get away with, but like tech savvy like little kids that are repairing something that clearly you would need an adult to repair. I'm like, mm-hmm. just because she's young doesn't mean she's tech savvy. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if it were, if she were older, if it were older Leia, like, if we did this where, like, we met Leia when she's in, like, her teens mm-hmm. or, like, because we meet her when she's in her early 20s. I'm not sure how old Leia and Luke are supposed to be when we yeah. meet them in episode four. Uh-huh. However, just a little bit younger than that, I would totally believe that she knows how to fix a spaceship. But the actress that they picked is far too young to be doing these shenanigans. Right. And I'm just like, no, you're a child. Be kidnapped and go, oh! <laughs> yeah, plus I, I'm kind of just in general tired of that trope from movies and TV. Where I, like, that's what I'm saying. Is it's, the, it's the kid is just like way more intelligent than they should be. And like they're, they're, they, they're, they outsmart all the villains all the time and they know how to fix things and like, it's just, like we've forgotten that kids can't just that aren't kids aren't just adults in smaller form right kids can just be kids and not know what's yeah. going on it works better if she is just a kid because then mm-hmm. if she's not self-sufficient then i go yeah you need obi-wan kenobi to save you she's mm-hmm. self-sufficient and she clearly has the emotional intelligence of a like 30 year old woman mm-hmm. so i'm like why do you need obi-wan kenobi yeah it, it's just very it's a very convenient plot device that i don't really it's like too, but. it's too cute Yes, it's very it's cute. It's too cute, and they're being too precious. Mm-hmm. Like, um, have Obi-Wan Kenobi just wholesale slaughter these freaking Inquisitors and be done with it. Like, make mm-hmm. that the show. Make the show that he's being hunted and on the run, and mm-hmm. that they're constantly after him, and he has to kill people, and it puts him in positions or situations that he doesn't like and doesn't want to have to do. But back to your wall, you're going you're gonna to survive or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what this show should be. I, yeah, I agree. Um, what did you think about the um, the Riva sort of turn to the good side ish? Um, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I was like, oh, that's a cool. That's a cool thing for that character. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Again, I'm not super familiar with all the like these characters. I am with Obi Wan Kenobi, but like mm-hmm. you know, with the new stuff like the Inquisitors, I'm not that familiar. And to be mm-hmm. honest, I don't care. And I'm happy to go along with it. It's a cool little. I like that there is. You know this element of this secret good guy mm-hmm. who's on a revenge, secret revenge mission, or good, or good gal, or mm-hmm. good person, I guess. Yes, who's a hero who's mm-hmm. on this like revenge mission to you know avenge her friends, and she's worked her way up, sinister, and had to do things that she didn't like. I'm like that. Mm-hmm. That is a more compelling story. Yeah, that's make a really TV show about what she's had to do and the compromises that she's had to make to like get to where she is. Because you don't yeah. just end up the right hand of Vader for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. gotta do some horrible stuff. Totally, I, I agree. I I like that decision. It caught me off guard. I thought this was going to be more of a straight up kind of. Uh, there's a team of bad guys and they're chasing Obi Wan mm-hmm. and. And I did not see this turn coming, which I kind of enjoyed. The fact that you didn't see it coming, because oftentimes you do see it coming. Uh, well, they, I thought it was yeah, good. Disney telegraphs way ahead. Yeah, and I also like that she didn't completely just become like, I'm a good person now. But it's yeah. more like, no, I, have from the beginning, have been on my own revenge mission. And you can either get out of my way, or you can be an issue that I have to take yeah. care of. And I, I like I'll that I'll either about kill that. you, or you get step aside. Yeah. Like, those are I your like options. That. I like that, too. I was like, that's cool. That, what do like you I think said, about that's a character I want to spend more time mm-hmm. with? What do you think about the combat so far? Like the fight scenes and whatnot? Boring. Yeah, you think they're boring? I think they're boring. I think mm-hmm. they're clunky. I think they're slow. I think they're boring. 
Yeah. I, so here's here's my thing with Star Wars, like lightsaber fights and things like Let's that. Let's talk about that because I also have opinions about Star Wars lightsabers. Let's do this. So I think that I think that George Lucas. Um, it starts with Lucas, and I think he made a big, big Papa mis- Daddy. Yes, I think he made a big mistake by having all of the CG swashbuckling in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it, even though that stuff didn't look great, it uh, it kind of makes all other kind of like lightsaber fights kind of pale in comparison. Because it's like, Cause well, slow. if we yeah, if we know they have mm-hmm. the ability to be CGI people and jump around, why are they not doing that? Asan, you know what I mean? <laughs> you've played Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Yep. You know what a lightsaber <laughs> battle should look like. Yeah, because that video game does those knights of the old republic same mm-hmm. thing those video games do them right they're fast mm-hmm. they're violent they're brutal they're effective like and it feels like you're actually it feels like a a, a system of sword fighting right mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah in episodes four five and six the lightsaber mm-hmm. battles are clunky because luke is still learning he's also not at the level of where the because the jedi have come along they've fallen so far right so right. he's still learning and picking up ticks and because his mentor dies in the middle of his training too mm-hmm. so you have that plus darth vader's half robot and uses the force for most of his combat anyway which we see in obi-wan kenobi which i liked a lot that he uses more force powers as opposed to like like lightsaber stuff mm-hmm. now that's why those lightsaber are clunky mm-hmm. then you have the cgi shows where they're fast Mm-hmm. They are choreographed, they mm-hmm. are well thought out, and they're they're just well done. And we know that these characters should be able to do this because we see what these Jedi powers are. It's like, my problem with lightsaber battles and just Jedi power battles in general mm-hmm. are that it's like they're afraid to fully forgive the, the, you know, the callback, but they're afraid to fully unleash a mm-hmm. Jedi's full potential because mm-hmm. it's like they it's like they can't fathom what this person is capable of. I'm like this person right. can force jump. They can force push, pick up multiple people at the same time. Like they can bring down a star destroyer if they rip it out of the sky if they want to. Like if they are so yes. inclined. Like these are powerful beings. Start showing them like that. Like I shouldn't yeah. have to rely on bad stormtrooper shooting for the effectiveness of a Jedi. No, the Jedi should be like blocking everything. It should the laser ble- laser blast should be flowing around them as they just slowly walk towards the stormtroopers who start panicking and they start cutting them down. That's what we should be seeing. Yes, flips. Um, we should be seeing kicks. We should be yes. seeing more martial arts involved in this. It's just mm-hmm. it's sad. It's a sad sort of hollow kind of like there you go. You yeah. happy with your microwave TV dinner? I'm eating steak. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, yeah, I totally agree. It's, and it's most evident for me in the 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 fight scene with uh, between Riva and um, Darth Vader. Oh, um, that was pathetic. Yeah, I think it, it's 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 the wrong approach in my opinion. Like, I get why for a story reason why that fight scene took place, mm-hmm. but I kind of like what the video games have done in the past with Darth mm-hmm. Vader. Uh, whereas like, he's more like Jaws, to where it's See, like, yeah, you you can't fight him. Like no. you 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 can only hope to avoid him. You know you what I mean? Might <laughs> you might survive. Yeah, but that's the best you're gonna do. You're not gonna win. Yeah, you and will I, probably lose a limb in the process, but you right. may get away with your life. And instead of them creating like. Because what I noticed that they were doing a lot in that fight scene is like creating reasons. Like I feel like anytime someone fights Darth Vader, they have to like come up with a creative, quote unquote, creative in quotes, reason as to why he, Darth Vader doesn't just like 
make them explode with his mind. You know what I mean? Which he should. <laughs> yeah. Where's the force choke? Yeah, exactly. He should do that to like a battalion of men on this yeah. show. Yeah. And I, I kind of wish instead of finding creative reasons for that, because I think they're never really successful. No. I wish they would just find creative reasons for them to have to constantly be avoiding Darth Vader because they know that if they ever are caught by him, they're dead. They don't stand a chance. Exactly. I think that, to me, provides much better like drama than like you know having a fight scene where Darth Vader just has to like for some reason not just murder everyone. Like it's the same problem I have with some MCU bad guys, right? I feel like yes. if, I feel like if Anakin and I sat down over some blue milk or whatever, yeah, I could probably convince him to not do what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, leave the dark side, come to the light. I'm fairly persuasive in those in those types of situations. But I don't want that. I want to be scared to death of Darth Vader like I was when I was a kid. Yes. Just remember, like, that's the thing everybody's forgetting is they're like, oh, we're trying mm-hmm. to pump the storyline of Anakin into Darth Vader. I'm like, no, I, th- I think it works separately. I think that's why it works when Ben, when Obi-Wan, Kano- when Obi-Wan calls him two separate names. There's Darth Vader and then there's Anakin. He's like, he's yeah. not the person that I knew anymore. And I'm like, and that's mm-hmm. the point is he's supposed to be and he's most effective when he's in the shadows hang- looming over everybody. The weight mm-hmm. of Darth Vader, the terror of Darth Vader should be the weight that hangs over this show where yeah. everybody goes, we can't like it's the it's the um it's the line that obi-wan kenobi says in episode four was like we can't win but there are alternatives to fighting Mm -hmm. like you can't win against darth vader you're just not he's going to slaughter you that close that closing scene in rogue one showed us what it's really like to go up against him like he's just this terminator yeah unstoppable killing machine also 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 i'd like to interject here please um i don't so I, I, I'm I'm much more of a casual Star Wars viewer than you are. Yeah, I don't understand. I've seen, definitely seen all the prequels, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I've seen all of the original trilogy, but don't mm-hmm. quite remember what is from which movie. Okay. Um, but I don't understand where in the franchise, um. Anakin becomes such a powerful Jedi to where, like, when he becomes Darth Vader, he's so much better than everyone else. See, that they haven't dealt with. Okay. They put him in the suit at the end of episode three. Remember the, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. That wonderful moment, thanks, yeah. courtesy of George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Cheapening. That that was when I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's officially mm-hmm. dead. Yep. Um um, but no, so I th- we haven't gone through the training that he goes through with Darth. I think the idea is that he, so he's supposed to be the chosen one, right? Right. Like they all are. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of the, you're the chosen one. I'm like, yeah, God. Everyone's a chosen one. Everyone's the chosen one in this universe. Um, yeah. Um, but no, so I think what it's supposed to be is that he's supposed to unite the light and the dark. And he mm-hmm. goes to the dark side. So he already, I think the reason why they didn't want to train him in the beginning is because he's already exhibits that he's more powerful anyway because he's made of midichlorians, which, again, thank you again, George Lucas, for cheapening your own thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. it's one of those, I want to have a conversation with George Lucas and just go, thank you so much for what you gave us. Now, mm-hmm. what were you thinking? Yeah. Were the you pre- on drugs? Because <laughs> it seems like you were. And it, yeah. they weren't good. Um, but, yeah, so I think because he's made of, midichlorians or he's pure force power because he's in he's an immaculate conception 
The uh-huh. Force had sex with his mom and then popped out Anakin. So he's supposed to be more powerful than anybody else, which is why the Jedi fear him. But it's uh-huh. also I think I think that's where they're trying to go. It's like he already was more powerful, but then the Emperor made him even more. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, okay, if we're gonna spend time going back in time, instead yeah. of spending time with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen barely sparring on a rooftop that's created out of green screens. I would mm-hmm. rather see the torturous storyline that Anakin went through once he got into this Vader suit and like how he became so powerful. Yes, I like I think we need those we are flashbacks that. that we should be seeing because here's the other thing. They're trying to play too much on Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin being friends. Keep in mind when they meet in episode 4, they're ready to kill each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's something that's going to end. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi goes, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine, and then gets cut and becomes part of the Force, right? Becomes a mm-hmm. Force ghost. So you have this thing, but he's ready to kill Darth Vader. Like, he doesn't want to, but he's fully prepared to. Mm-hmm. This show isn't getting us to those points. No, it's and not. And especially with the news that they want, the guy, the I think the showrunner, I forget who was involved in the higher up, was saying, like, I'll do a season two if you want it. And I, I sent it to you, and I was like, but we don't need it. Yeah. You didn't do a good enough job with the first season, so why would I want to watch the second one? Like, I'll be honest, I didn't hate Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't hate it up to this point, but I'll be, you know, I will end my tirade here with saying that if they made a second season, I probably won't watch it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I will, I will, I'm interested to see where this show, like how this show resolves mm-hmm. um, and where they leave us, but like, I can't imagine a second season of this show being interesting or successful <laughs> yeah like i just can't it's not cuz it's this not one's... really feel it's not really filling in any of like nope. the it's questions that i the table. yeah it's not at all it's not adding it's and the thing is it's crazy is they're ignoring star wars canon with this show so uh-huh. not only are they ignoring star wars canon but they're cheapening the story that's been set up because they want to sell more toys yeah that's, and yeah. I don't begrudge them trying to sell more merchandise, but at the same time, I go, it's Star Wars. It basically sells itself. Stop making toy commercials. Right. Show me some real... Because that's all Star Wars has been lately, is toy mm-hmm. commercials. And I'm like, why don't you take some time and actually make a good storyline, and then that will sell toys. Yeah, honestly, I just can't wait until we're done with this whole Skywalker I'm, thing. I'm so ready. I never <laughs> thought I'd say this, but I'm so ready for Star Wars to be over. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I'm done. And it's just it's that same thing. It's my it's it's the same fatigue I finally have with Spider Man, right? Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, no more, please, no more. Like I'm done. I have too much. Yeah. It's, so anyway. It, I feel like they've they've yeah, they've like exhausted every bit of interest that we have in this one particular group of people. Mm-hmm. It's like let's just see the rest of the galaxy, please. <laughs> and I think that's what they're trying to do now with Taika Waititi's movie that's coming uh-huh. out, and I think that's what the failed Ryan Johnson trilogy was going to be, or the canceled mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson trilogy was going to be, because mm-hmm. um, he didn't fail; it just got canceled. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's kind of where they're trying to do is they're trying to open up the universe more to more characters and more stuff that's not Skywalker stuff. Mm-hmm. But honestly, at this point, I'm like, you got to make it good. Otherwise, I'm not going to care. Yeah, I totally agree. Make it about the storylines. Make it about the characters. Don't make it about toys and don't make it about marketability. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, let's jump over to another universe. Uh, let's talk about the boys. Are we going multiverse in this episode? Yeah, it's a multiverse uh, episode. <laughs> um Boys, what do you think about the boys? Um, what do I think about the boys? I am loving this season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it I like it so far. I feel like it if there's one sort of knock I guess I have against it is mm-hmm. it doesn't the the storytelling overall to me doesn't feel as tight as the other two seasons like it doesn't feel as like focused like here's what Mm -hmm. we know what we're doing here here's the characters we know we're developing and we're we're telling this story this feels like oh we got a third season uh well let's let's do the show some more you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i totally agree and i'm i'm right there with you um i feel like i agree with you and i'll go one further i feel like this they didn't this doesn't feel like a final script no this feels like a revision or a pass at one Right. And that's how I feel with every episode because there's so much to love in them, right? Mm-hmm. So many good things to love in this show and little moments and whatnot. But it, the overarching story they're trying to tell isn't quite getting me where I need to go, like when I need to be there, right? It feels yep. like we kind of just – we ease off the gas pedal when we should be punching down and we just kind of – the energy is opposite in moments what I feel like it should be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I do feel like there's a little bit of like – not stalling, but I feel like they are like stretching spinning the wheels. Yeah, they're spinning the yeah, wheels a little bit. They're spinning their wheels for sure. This is a wheel spinning season for sure. Yes, especially they're with not like ready the to last... kill off Homelander yet. Right. They, obviously, that's where the show goes. Like we, you have we to. it has to. But it's like they're like, well, but we need the full season. So <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we can't just do one long episode of Soldier Boy beating the shit out of Homelander, which <laughs> yeah. I would love that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be a um, great show. <laughs> um, but with that being said, though, what they are doing with the show, I mm. do like. Like all yeah. the decisions that they've made, I love that home or uh, Soldier Boy is like kind of like evil Winter Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, and he's kind of like I like that he's like kind of like. He's almost like this is giving me. He kind of made the Terminator Two turn, where it's like, well, this guy is a monster, and they've created this monster, but we need him to take out Homelander. But we so can like, use him for our yeah, monster. Yeah, I like that. I think that's yeah. good. Um, I like that he has this like unexplainable chest blast that like <laughs> yeah, this nuclear radiation blast. I'm yeah. just like that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like all for of that. an X Men character that had that superpower like years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, he's just a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, just a nuclear weapon. Yeah, I so think they that's just great. like drop him out of airplanes and he's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I really like that decision. I like where they're going. Um, there's been some really, really, really great moments. I think um, the guy, oh, the guy who plays Homelander, is just killing it, dude. He's, he's so good. So good. <laughs> he's yeah. so good. I would love to. I would love to. I know he won't be probably because he doesn't strike me as the kind of actor that would do double up on superhero roles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But can we get him in the MCU doing something? I think he'll end up there. I probably think he will. at some he, point. He should be Nova. That'd be great. That'd be or, really good. Um, keep going. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just love what the show is doing. I think they do a really, really... This show does a really, really good job of of tone and just like... They do a really good job of making you afraid of Homelander. Mm-hmm. Um, you should ev- Every time Homelander's on screen, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I hope he doesn't lose it and laser someone's head off right now. You know what I mean? And that always he should be Sentry. Sentry? What is Sentry? Sentry. So Sentry... Um, where is it? Here's the Marvel database. Um, I was trying to remember, because I remember reading this... Um, 
run of Sentry where they find Sentry. He's been kind of living on his own, and mm-hmm. after like something went wrong where he actually accidentally killed mm-hmm. like a kid or something like that, and they mm-hmm. find him, and he's um, uh, he's got this big old long beard and this really long hair, and he's just been like living in the wilderness for a while, but he's still got his costume, but it's all torn up and stuff like that. It looks mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. It would be fun. He's a six one six guy. Do we have like a like a? I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting oh, okay. There. The problem with the Marvel database is that it's really well done. Yeah. So find, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot here. There's a lot here. There's All right. So, much. so he is. He is. He was a former meth addict that broke into a laboratory oh. of an unnamed professor. There he discovered the Golden Century Serum and um, becomes Century. Um, so that's an interesting backstory. I didn't know that about him. Let's see powers and abilities. Chemically enhanced physiology, superhuman powers, mm-hmm. um, super strong, super speed, mm-hmm. dur- durable, obviously. Um, his intelligence is middling. Okay. Um like he's so it's not, just kind of like mean, a super soldier serum kind of Yeah, thing. basically. It's like okay. a super soldier serum that allows him to fly. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, super cool. He's, he's, I don't really know a whole hell of a lot about him, but I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Homelander, the guy that plays Homelander, would, this would be an interesting character for him to play. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I think, yeah, he could also, I mean, there's so many like roles I think he'd be really good at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He would have been a good Adam Warlock, too. Yeah. Totally. Looks wise. I don't know what they're going for for the character, but. Yeah. No, yeah, he'd be great. I think he, yeah. There's, there, there's so many things that he could play. Uh, he you know just who has. He would this... be good as well too. What's that? As another Flash. Flash would be cool. Um, man, I think he would have been, <laughs> he would have been a great choice for the Joker at one point. Oh yeah, um, he would have been. He has that kind of psychotic thing to him. I, I think he'd be. He, I mean, he's a really talented actor, and he's he's got a good look. I think he could play mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing that I like uh, about this, um, where we're at with this show, is with you know they're doing the, they've been slowly teasing out more and more the the temporary V serum stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just Butcher at first, and he kind of got like Homelander ish powers, where yeah. he had the laser eyes and strength and resilience. Uh, it doesn't seem like he can fly, but. Uh, and then I also like that, like when Huey takes it, he he, he can teleport. Teleport, but he's naked when he does. Yeah. he teleports right out of his clothes, which it is, is one very thing funny. That I really do appreciate that this show does is it shows the real world application of these mm-hmm. types of superpowers. Like if you teleport, obviously your clothes aren't coming with you. You need a super suit to do that, so you will just end up naked saving the day. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Uh, um, uh, when. Um, when MM eventually takes it, I'm oh. ex- excited to see what his power set's going to be. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, He's going to be yeah. Mr. Super Negotiator. He can yeah. negotiate anyone <laughs> into a co- positive combo. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to see what his powers are. Um, I don't know if Frenchie in the comic, if he takes it, but it'd be interesting to see what his, uh, see, what his powers are. I'm familiar with the boys through the TV show. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I know of the storyline because I'm a comic book nerd, but like at the same yeah. time, I've never read it. So I don't mm-hmm. know. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I like about this show, and I'm like, I don't want to read. Someone asked me, they're like, do you want to read it? I'm like, kind of not. Yeah. Like, I'll read it after I'm done, but, like, this is kind of fun to just – it's very rare that I go into something not knowing anything about it mm-hmm. these days that has to do with comics. So I'm like, I like to savor those moments a little bit. Yeah. 
I think the 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 shining sort of golden nugget, aside from Homelander's performance uh, and, and the way the show treats him, I think Kamiko that character mm-hmm. arc is to me like what this show is trying to do completely hinges on that arc working. Mm-hmm. And I I had this realization last night as I was watching the episode episode five where Kamiko. Um, it lost her powers because of the blast she got from uh, uh, Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, like, I found myself, like, really happy for her and rooting yeah. for her to not have her powers anymore. Yeah. And at the same time, watching these dudes take this temporary V stuff and being like, yeah, you guys don't want to do that. Don't do yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, dude, because I was thinking about it in, in these terms, right? Yeah. Say you get powers. Mm-hmm. This is where the problem with, with temp V, with con- temporary confound V comes uh-huh. comes with, right? Yeah. It's an addict thing, but your addiction isn't coming from the fact that the chemical itself is an addictive substance. You're right. addicted to the being powerful. Exactly. That's the addiction. And I was thinking to myself, and I was like, would I actually take compound B if it re- compound B if it really existed in real life? Yeah. And I've decided that if it did, I would not. Yeah. Because for the five minutes that I have superpowers, it's not worth five minutes of superpowers for a lifetime of feeling like I'm a failure and I'm powerless. Yeah. Because with with this show to work, you have to agree with Butcher's premise that no one should have that kind of power because it, yeah. it ends up corrupting you. And the show, I think, so far is very successful in depicting that. Oh, extremely so. Yeah, every every one of these superheroed people has at, at some point fallen to their lesser nature and mm-hmm. have been corrupted by their power. And I think that like it's important that the Kamiko character, like, it, like it, it's important that we buy into that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. No, I, I think it's great. I think her performance is great. I loved, loved the musical number I thought where that she was starts cool singing. And, like, I just loved it. I, I'm a sucker for musical numbers in shows like this. When they did it in Mad Men, when, like, the, um, the, um, the senior partner guy at the firm dies and they do, like, a musical number to send him off. Like, I thought that was, like, I, I just, I'm a sucker for that. Like, watching people who you normally take very seriously just kind of have a lot of fun and dance I think is very fun to watch. Um, well, that's the fun of John Hamm is he comes off as this super serious individual, but yeah. all he does now is comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah, he's actually a and super comedy Gun. nerd. Yeah, and Top Gun. He, he's either the hard ass, you know, straight up. He's the hard ass, <laughs> no like, no fly zone, like just middle management a hole, or he's like in a hot tub with like I don't know, um, Melissa McCarthy. Yes, exactly. And she's like trying to hit on him, and he's like, or he's like hitting on her, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I I love when um, shows like that do a little little like break and become something totally. else. I think that's really cool. Although now uh, because we're talking John Hamm, and I'm just gonna keep saying this every single time we talk about John Hamm. Mm-hmm. If anybody's listening, and you have the power to do this, please put John Hamm in the Batman suit. <laughs> yeah, at some point. Please just, I don't care if it's for five minutes. I just want to see what he would look like in it because I bet it would be amazing. Yep. And I I think think he would be a great Batman or an amazing Superman. Totally. I think if you wait long enough, he'd be a great Bruce Wayne to do a Batman Beyond thing with. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really cool. Oh, yeah. Get Terry McGinnis in in Mm -hmm. the mix. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think I think he would be a great, especially I think Batman that would work especially well for Batman Beyond because we have I think the Bruce Wayne in Batman Beyond works best if you've never really seen him be Batman. Yes, you know what I mean. Like I think that layer of it would be nice 
because it's like you know Terry Mc, we we kind of if we're gonna be on Terry McGinnis side like w- where the angst comes in is like hey man I'm Batman you're not Batman you've been Batman a long time and I think having that angst would work better with a Batman we've never seen in the suit before I agree um, I think because that would be really there are cool. times in the show in Batman mm-hmm. Beyond where Bruce gets in a suit right and boy <laughs> does he go Roadhouse on some people <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, Do you remember yeah. the one where he's fighting where Terry can't beat Mr. Freeze? Uh-huh. And so Bruce puts on this mechanized, like, yes. suit and just <laughs> beats the piss out of Mr. Freeze. Yes. <laughs> like, it's such a good episode. Just this, not on my watch. Yeah. I think that would be great. I think a... Oh, yeah. And, and I think because DC has become... Uh, Warner Brothers is becoming, like, the sort of, like, the one-off superhero, mm-hmm. basically just live-action comic books. Like, yeah, it's the anthology. Yeah, studio. exactly. You could totally just do a Batman Beyond movie. You can set it, you know, 20 oh, yeah. years in the future and like do it sci-fi and it'd be really cool. I think yeah, it'd, it'd be great. Be awesome. You know what also be cool? Mm. Putting John Hamm in the Batman suit. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Every time we bring up John Hamm, I'm going to say it. Put him it in happens. the suit. Just do it. It's not hard. You just take his measurements and stuff. I don't know how it works. You figure it out, but make it happen. Um, any guesses? Uh, I, I actually have to run, uh, so we have to cut it a little short. But before oh, we get right. out of here, I wanted to ask you: Do you have any uh, um, any guesses as to what uh, MM's power set's going to be? You know what I think would be hilarious because he's like the gentle, but he's got this rage. If he just hulks the frick out, yeah, and just becomes this juggernaut like character of just bulletproof, nonstop, like momentum driven, just like a freight train. If you get yeah. him going, yeah. like that would be cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. I think like he's he's going to like either like turn to stone or like yes. some kind he's of something. Be the thing. Yeah, exactly. Basically, <laughs> I think he that would, would be amazing. He would be a big, good Ben Grimm. Yes, he would. He'd be great at that. Actually, so I was talking with a friend. I know you got to run, but I was talking with yep. a friend. I want to stick this in your head before we go. Uh, sure. Fantasy casting: Joe Keery as the Human Torch. Who is Joe Keery? Joe Keery me... is Steve from Stranger Things. Joke, Steve from Stranger Things. He's I the guy that looks Stranger like he's the while. guy that looks like. Um, oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. The the Ben Schwartz looking guy. <laughs> yeah, the Ben Schwartz looking guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he'd be great. Ben Schwartz's name was was. For, I, I wasn't grabbing onto his name, but yeah, Ben Schwartz. He looks like a cross between Ben Schwartz and Harry Styles to me. Yeah, bulk him up a little bit. Yeah, cut his hair back just a tad. Not much because you want that flowing fire hair. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would be great. I think that would be kind of be a dick. Yes, and he's a, and he can be the, he his first his character. If you remember the first season of Stranger Things, he's an arrogant prick. Yeah, and that's basically what Johnny Storm is. So, yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah. All right, yeah. dude. Um, well, yeah, I got to cut it a little short this week, but yeah, no uh, we we got some good conversa- conversation yeah. about all this shit. Um, what? Where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Derek underscore Nickel. That's D E R E K underscore N I C K E L and Cinephile eighty four. That's capital C I N E P H I L E eight four on on the Instagrams. Great. You can find me uh, at Asan the DJ on social media. That's at A-H-S-O-H-N the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at weeklyregular.com or at weeklyregular on social media. Derek, thanks again for joining me. We'll see you all next week. Bye.